Hey folks, it's Jeff Fuzzy Wenzel from the Woodshed Agency, and you are listening to a new episode of Successfully Funded. Here we go. Let's turn it up. Turn it up. Yeah! All right, everybody out there in crowdfunding land, how are you all doing? I am your host, Jeff Fuzzy Wenzel. I am the CEO of the uh, crowdfunding agency called Woodshed, and uh, we have a new episode for you here of Successfully Funded. Um, if this is your first time, welcome. We love having you. Um, and what we do here is we talk to project creators while they're in the middle of a Kickstarter campaign or equity crowdfunding campaign, um, or if, you, if you're a nonprofit, I guess, but basically if you're in, in the middle of a campaign and you're trying to raise money, we want to talk to you and we want to learn what you're doing to become successful. How are you getting your messaging out? Um, what tools are you using? What's it like to be an entrepreneur during this? So that's what we do here. So on today's episode, we are going to be talking about equity crowdfunding with a company called WorldTree. And they uh, have a campaign, they have two campaigns actually running right now. They have one uh, on WeFunder for the American audience, and then they have another one on uh, on what's called FrontFunder, and that's for the Canadian audience. So we're going to be talking to the CEO of the company and the founder, Wendy Burton, here in just a moment. Um, and I also want to give you a little heads up. This is one of my clients. So we are going to get into the weeds on what we are doing to be successful. Um, if you go over to WeFunder right now and you search for world tree you can find out what they're currently doing over on the platform uh what they're raising money for what what's the whole story but uh we're going to get to that here in just a moment so but before we do that what is going on over here well if you hear this i'm sick yeah yeah i got the old head cold thing going on i got my daughter home from school again i think this will be like her 40th day of school that she's missed this year so we got that going for us, which is nice, which means I had to cancel a couple of meetings today and, uh, you know, to have have her hang out. So we got that going on. And, uh, yeah, it's it's the normal, right? We always have a kid sick. That's what we do. And uh, now I've caught it. And I got to tell you, I went to yoga today and I struggled. I struggled mightily. Uh, very challenging to breathe. Uh, very challenging. to. I'm just exhausted. My eyes feel like they're like 400 pounds. So... I got to be honest as well. When I'm doing this podcast, I'm sitting in some sweatpants and when this is done, I'm going to go sit down and watch a little bit of basketball and I'm just going to chill out because I'm tired. I, I'm not feeling real hot and we've got a big birthday party tomorrow for my son. We're going to be over at Zap Zone, um, which if you guys don't have those, it's just kind of like a, I don't know, like an indoor amusement parky thing or something. I don't know. We've got uh, some laser tag and some, uh, some indoor go-karts and Whatever it is, we just got a bunch of activities going on, and we're going to have whatever it is, 10 boys running around playing some video games, eating pizza and cake, and uh, I got my my wife out. We're going to, we got to, so what we do, we like to do is we, we really enjoy the Costco cakes, which I don't know if you guys have ever had a Costco cake, but they're very tasty. So wife's out getting a Costco cake, and then she strapes off sort of the, the generic frosting and then puts on uh, a fancy stuff. So we're working on that today. We're making a... Uh, I think a Tom Brady cake. Yeah, um, we've got a lot of man love over here for Tom Brady. My son is in love with him. That is, uh, that's his dude. So we got that going on, and um, yeah, so that that's the big stuff over here. And past that, just trying to get healthy. You know, watching some b-ball. Uh, it was nice watching Michigan last night. Get that W over Montana. Got to fill out a bracket with my son. That's that's the first time we've done that. He didn't really understand it. Uh, you know, I got to tell him. You know. 
very rarely do 15s beat ones, but he thinks 15s should beat ones quite a bit. I was like, yeah, that's that's not how it's gonna work, but but you know, it's nice. It's the first time that we've got to do that, um, so I was excited about uh, about sharing that moment with him. Hopefully, it something that sticks. Who knows though, right? Um, you know, you just you just kind of do stuff and you go from there. So, all right. So that's what's going on over here. A lot of birthday stuff, a lot of sickness, kids getting ready for spring. That's what we're doing here. Yeah, that's what's going on at One Ones Away. All right, so if you are a fan of uh, Successfully Funded, thank you again. Um, and again, if this is your first time and you get to this point, make sure you go over to the iTunes or Spotify or wherever you got this podcast. Hit the subscribe button. Maybe even leave us a review. Tell us what you're what you're digging um, uh, from the from the podcast. Uh, that would be really really helpful. Also. If you're thinking about running a campaign, before you hit that launch button, at least have a call with me, right? You can have a free call. We can talk a little bit about what you're working on. That way you can make sure you're on the right platform and you're doing some of the right stuff. You hear that's not, it's just, it's just, well, it's, it's just not stopping. It's just, uh, I'm a faucet over here. So, um, but yeah, so, uh, you know, if you're going to run a, like I said, if you're going to run a campaign, at least get in touch, right? Let's talk about it. Make sure you're doing the right stuff here. Make sure you've got a, a good strategy before you hit that launch button. Um, and if you're interested in WorldTree, go over to WeFunder now, uh, Google, uh, or not even Google, but just search, uh, search for the, uh, for WorldTree and, uh, they'll pop up and, uh, check out their campaign. So, all right, here's my conversation with Wendy from WorldTree. Every day was the same thing Another pill, another hill to climb All right, Wendy, with the record lights on and you just took a deep breath off of the mic, why don't we take a deep breath together here and, and focus on it, right? We're going to you know, let that okay. happen. So, uh, all right, let's do a quick sound check. Um, why don't you tell my listeners um, what, you, what, what you had for breakfast this morning? Okay. Well, you know what? Every morning, um, I'm going to have to do a plug here for um, Dr. Gundry. I actually do. I actually do my uh, morning shake, and about um, ten o'clock, I have a hard-boiled egg. All right. What's in the shake? What's what makes the shake fancy? Is, is it from actually, McDonald's? Is it like a strawberry shake or anything like that? <laughs> no, actually, it's berries. Oh, okay. A whole bunch of different berries, and then um, some type of a protein powder powder i suppose okay all right but um it's every morning it's every morning right, and that gets it gets it going huh gets, the gets it going it uh yes I'm, right. I'm i'm giving it a whirl he, <laughs> he sold me in his videos i'm like i'm trying this oh so it's a new thing is it? yeah it is and well I, i've been doing it for about six six well actually almost two months now okay and yeah what was the goal of what, what, did, what were you hoping? What, what was the, uh, why did it come? Why did you go with that? What was the, the idea? Um, it's probably more so the aches and the pains and the inflammation okay. and just knowing that my body wasn't operating at optimum capacity. Okay, good. So he said, you know, you got to eat your berries and you've got to do all this, these other things. So I drank the Kool-Aid. What can I <laughs> All right. All right. Well, as long as you're feeling good now. So, well, cool. Yeah, awesome. All right. Well, we just deep dove into your breakfast routine. So I think that's that will get the yeah. listeners all hyped up and ready to go. So that's great. Yeah. Um, well, why don't we talk a little bit about, um, so Wendy, you and I know each other quite well because we're working together. So we'll put that yeah. out there on this. Yeah. Why don't you tell my listeners who might not know kind of who you are and what your company does? Okay. Um, people know me as the tree lady. 
I am a tree-hugging entrepreneur. Um, probably, um, well, it was, it was actually 23, 24 years ago, I fell madly in love with a tree. It is the fastest growing hardwood tree in the world. Um, even according to Guinness World Book of Records, so you can check that out for yourself. Do a little Googling on that. Do a little Googling on that. And um, the botanical name is called Polonia. And inside of our world and our environment around climate change, we need to draw down carbon as quickly as we possibly can. And the empress tree, which is what we've trademarked it as, um, the botanical name is called Polonia does not spell how it sounds, so that's why we call it Empress. Um, but the Empress actually captures 11 times more carbon than any other tree. Hmm. So as far as drawing down carbon, so we've created on the WeFunder platform an opportunity for people to go in and be socially responsible for their negative carbon footprint on the planet, and um, when you go in on WeFunder and do this, when you purchase, um, it's, you can actually, I believe now you can actually get a half an acre, which is $1,000, mm -hmm. um, $2,000 for a full acre, but a full acre will actually offset your negative carbon footprint on the planet, potentially for life. Wow. That's awesome. That's awesome. But if you're 50 years plus, you may need a couple extra acres if you're younger. <laughs> right. For the younger people out there, buy two acres. Yes. Uh, so, uh, you know, so you didn't mention the, but the company is called World Tree, correct? Right. That's the Yes, company. it is. Yeah. Um, yes. When, you know, so you mentioned, uh, you know, a couple of decades ago of kind of getting into this stuff, but, but what was kind of happening before that? How did you move into, um, into getting into trees, carbon emission, just wh where did this all start to kind of happen for you? Well, actually, you know what? It was um, prior to doing World Tree, launching World Tree, um, I um, used to work for public companies hmm. and I would do investor relations, um, IPOs, uh, seed capital, and I ended up um, meeting a company that uh, flew me to Vancouver, sat down, and I had what Oprah would probably uh, call, I had an aha moment. <laughs> and um, they introduced me to this tree. And I'm just like, I have to do this. <laughs> and I also realized, you know, you can have the best widget gadget product in the world, but y you have to bring it forth with integrity. Sure. Sure. And, um, you know, a long time ago, the Vancouver Stock Exchange was seriously lacking in integrity, mm. and um, which is why, by the way, it's no longer around anymore. <laughs> yeah, I've never um, heard of it. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> <laughs> They're gone. Yeah. Um, so, um, but I actually ended up working for a couple other companies, but I knew in my heart I needed to share this tree with the world. So in 2002, I jumped off that great big high scary mountain and um, decided to launch World Tree myself. And I literally flew all over the world um, to learn as much. So for the first five years was pretty much R&D. <laughs> Who has this tree? Where does it grow? How does it grow? What does it need? What won't work? Um, and then um, it was... Um, so for the first few years after doing our R&D, or we sold ornamentals. Mm. 
being that people would buy onesie, twosie, three for their yard, like it's having their very own Jack and the Beanstalk, right. you know, because it grows up to 20 feet tall in its first year. You can literally stand in your backyard, watch it grow. Wow. It has a very um, uh, Jack and the Beanstalk-like quality to it. Hmm. So um, then it was, you know, Jeff, it was about five years ago that um, our revenues were declining. Mm -hmm. And I love working with the farmers and was getting more into the lumber aspect of what the tree could possibly do mm -hmm. instead of just selling onesie twosies. Right. And um, the farmers were calling me and they were going, Wendy, we're losing our farm. We have record rainfall, we have record drought, we have just, the weather was really, it was clear to me that climate change was affecting the one group of people in the world that was actually looking after our livelihood. Right, right. You know, I've often said that farmers are the ones who lovingly put food on our table, yet they're the ones who are starving. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so these beautiful farmers were asking me if I could just give them the trees for free. And then in 10 years, we could share in the profit. And I always had to say no, because that wasn't my business model. Right, right. Right? Yep. So, um, but then, you know, I'm going to use this little cliche here. Um, sometimes you're so passionate and so close to a deal that you can't see the forest for the trees. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. This is the exact moment that you should use that line. <laughs> good. <laughs> and so I actually brought in somebody else to say, what's my blind spot? What is it that I'm not seeing? Mm -hmm. And it was, you know what? I can tell you right now, one of the best questions, and if there's ever, any other entrepreneurs out there, I would recommend you write this down and then ask yourself this question. You have all the money in the world. Okay. Money is no object. What would you do differently in your business if money was no object? Yeah, there's a, there's a few things. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a few things. And, yeah. And one of the, the things that came to me when they asked me that question, I said, I give away the trees for free. Mm -hmm. right. I'd love to tell the farmers, here you go. You can have this so that we could work together. And then um, they came back with, Here's what we, you know, figured out. We can actually create a program where individuals, actually it was companies, not individuals at the time. Mm. It was actually companies that can offset their negative impact on the environment by um, uh, investing in the company and then you take that investment and you propagate your little trees and you go give them to the farmers for tree for free right and then um when those trees grow up and ready to be harvested the farmer gets 50 percent of the um the revenue from the trees and the in, the investor offsetting their carbon footprint and world tree we split the other 50 percent yeah we get 25 and i was like that is brilliant. Yep. And um, I think then the the next thing that happened, so we reinvented ourselves. Mm -hmm. We um, created a beautiful, gorgeous new website, introducing people to the new program companies. Yep. To the new program. And then something really um, amazing happened. It was actually individuals that were calling me, not 
companies and corporate. In fact, my phone rang off the hook. Hmm. It was like, this is really brilliant. So I'm not a company or a corporation. Can I, as an individual, buy an acre? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Figure that <laughs> out. <laughs> yeah. We'll have to see. And then we found out, no, you have to be accredited. Yeah. And it was like, well, then we need, we need to make this available so every single person on the planet can actually participate and show Mother Nature that we get to be on our side. We can help restore the lungs of Mother Earth. Mm-hmm. We can help stop the destruction of old growth forests. We can supply the world with a natural renewable resource. Right. And then I think it was Jeff, like four weeks after we launched it, we redid it <laughs> and, and made it available for individuals. Yeah. Now, now, I mean, what's been intriguing is when, you know, in the timeline of, of your, you know, bringing this to, to the world here, climate change really wasn't at the forefront of the conversation like it is now. I mean, it really just wasn't it every day. It wasn't, you know, it yeah. probably, probably on Huffington Post right now about something, right? So how did you see that sort of that narrative start to shift inside of your business and the pivoting and, and just as the entrepreneur, just watching sort of the narrative of climate change become more and more prevent, uh, uh, prevalent in, in the news feeds and stuff of, of everybody? Well, you know what? Yeah, you're right. There, there wasn't a conversation about impact mm. investing, and um, it was uh, it was just on the fringes of global warming. Right. right. Okay. And people didn't understand global warming mm-hmm. just in the way it was it was relayed. But how it started to shift for me was literally um, with the farmers. Mm. Well, it was just like, what is going on? They're having severe weather. You know, there's, they normally don't get blizzards and, and storms like that. They don't, so there's a whole bunch of stuff that started to shift. Mm-hmm. And then people were like, then it, then it started to be um, the joke around um, uh, global warming. And then somebody said, you know, no, it's not global warming. Scientists started to speak up. And what was really interesting, scientists have actually been speaking up for a really long time. Mm-hmm. But nobody was listening. Right. Nobody was listening. So it, um, once I think the shift to climate change um, started to be, people were actually noticing their weather. Like for myself here on Vancouver Island, mm-hmm. we have three offices now around the world on Vancouver Island in Arizona and in Costa Rica. Um, two... Uh, a summer ago or last summer or even the summer before, we had record forest fires. Yeah. And I remember flying home and I was home for about four days and sitting out on my deck, I couldn't see the sun. <laughs> and it was just this, and, and I actually felt a little bit panicky. I was like, what happens if this is our new normal? <laughs> I think there's a a movie called Wally that um, shows. Yes, yes, Wally. I've watched it with my grandchildren. And it's like, oh my God. So there's people are actually sitting down and they're looking up at the sky and they're looking at their neighbors and families in areas where they're having flooding and severe storms and they're going, okay, maybe we should pay attention to the scientists. Right, right. Now, as you were kind of putting the you know, putting together World Tree and the team and stuff like that, what did you start to look for to help you get this message across? What, you know, especially for entrepreneurs that are listening and they're, they're, maybe they've got the idea or they, you know, they're, they're just starting out. As you started to put the team together, what were you looking for in people to believe in this, to champion your message? 
What were you looking for behind the scenes? Oh, absolutely. You have to believe in climate change. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's, it's interesting how the people came. They actually came to me. It wasn't almost even looking for them. I'm a firm believer in um, the infinite um, power of the universe. And I just, I put it out there. I want this and I want this and I want that. And it's actually kind of fun to uh, watch it show up. And, you know, when you, when I've sat down and interviewed people, um, they, social media, by the way, I will say has been a fabulous catalyst to catapult us um, into people's minds and hearts and what we're doing. Mm-hmm. So um, I would have to say that, Probably that had a really big impact for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, Facebook was huge. Mm-hmm. Um, people sharing who we are. Um, you know, two friends tell two friends tell two friends. Mm-hmm. You know, that. Yep. Um, and even for businesses now, we're getting more activity on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. It's kind of shifting. It's, it's, it's moving over to LinkedIn quite a bit. Yeah. And then it's um, the farmers. The farmers are walking over to their neighbors that are growing these massively big trees. And it's like, what is it that you have? What are you doing? <laughs> and so we're having more farmers call us now and they, they get the program. So um, just events. We're having events. We're inviting as many people out as possible. Um, it, it's, it's a multi-layered, right, right. multi-tiered one just one thing isn't the isn't the thing yep yep now how did the conversation sort of internally get to to the point where you were thinking about doing an equity raise for this how, like like you know because again equity crowdfunding is still relatively new for for most people uh, and most companies how did you like kind of envision it fitting into what you were working on and it, i mean it seems like it's such a perfect fit but like I, I'm, I'm i'm intrigued on those early conversations amongst your team members to go like i think this would be a this would be an interesting uh, play for us um it actually had to do with being accredited or non-accredited mm-hmm. and um uh, there's this conversation that runs sort of in the background where um, only the rich get rich. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and, and you need a lot of money to get rich. What a lot of people are unaware of, that the richest people in the world have actually invested in timber. Mm-hmm. That's where they're making their money because they know beyond a shadow of a doubt, we're going to need it. We are running out of timber faster than we can plant it in the ground. And unfortunately, um, when they've clear-cut a lot of those great big old-growth forests, they clear-cut deciduous broadleaf trees, which are hardwood trees, and they've gone in and planted pine, which isn't capturing the amount of carbon Mm. that broadleaf deciduous trees are. So I promise I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to segue back into your question. So um, it's the wealthiest people in the world that have actually invested in timber. Timber has actually perf- outperformed the stock market for the last 100 years. And you can wow. check this too, wow. by the way. Yeah. It actually has outperformed inflation for the last 90 years by 3%. And so when we were trying to figure out how do we get the, the, the little person, you know, the non-wealthy person to participate and actually create wealth for themselves and their families, oh, sorry, potential wealth yeah, yeah, for themselves yeah. and their families. Yeah, thank you. How could we do that? And that was when 
um, we learned about um, um, Front Funder, mm -hmm. yep. which is actually for my Canadians yep. that are watching, um, which were now RSP and TSFA eligible. Mm -hmm. And then launching it in the United States, it was like, well, there's got to be a way to do that as well. And the best, quickest, fastest way to get it out to the public um, was with the WeFunder um, campaign. Mm -hmm. And the other thing that I noticed, which is I'm going to address the millennials in the world right now, the majority, and I have a couple millennial sons, they do not want to go in, I hate to say this to all you stockbrokers out there, they do not want to go and sit in front of somebody and tell them how to manage their money. Yeah. They want to go online because they're really good yep. at just going online and figuring it out for themselves. Yep. And the younger generation are more attached to the damage that we have done to our planet. Yeah. Yep. And, and they, can, they can go, you know what? I can afford two grand. Right. You know, that's how that all came about. Wow. That's great. That's great. Now, what has been the biggest difference maybe between the two campaigns? I mean, between the Canadian side, the front funder and the we funder internally what's the biggest difference or, or are there any differences um no um i wouldn't say that there's um uh, just the structures are a little bit different mm -hmm. you know uh, one had and so really there is no difference in canada we are rsp tsfa eligible and now in the united states you can put it in your 401k and in your ira mm -hmm. Right. So it, it really isn't um, different, except for um, what I feel for the front funder campaign that um, um, people are, are, the young group are drawn to it. They're sharing it with mm -hmm. their, their family and friends and stuff like that. Um, there are more states where the tree can be planted. Um, in the United States, there's more people more in tune to want to support it because it's in the United States. Where in Canada, we can only plant the trees on Vancouver Island and the Lower Mainland. So there's a disconnect a little bit about, can we still invest if we live in right. Toronto? Right, right. <laughs> yes. Right. <laughs> interesting, interesting. So, uh, you know, when you're kind of putting together this campaign, what was some of the thought pattern behind what you thought you needed to have in place to be successful. So again, somebody else thinking about running a campaign here soon. What were some of the internal conversations where you're like, you know, these are the things that we want to have in place so that we know it's going to be successful. What, what were some of the conversations like? Um, because of the um, legalities that are um, attached with doing a crowdfunding campaign, I would say make sure you get yourself a really good legal team. Mm -hmm. You know, to make sure that you're doing the paperwork properly. Right. That is, and you want to make sure that um, everything that you're saying has integrity with the flow, how it's going to go, because there's nothing worse than, you know, um, launching something like this and you, you know, you were... Um, you were supposed to have, you know, the C form completed by all the directors. Right, right. You know? <laughs> yeah. oh, okay. Sure, I'll sign it. Yeah. I'm like, a what form? <laughs> yeah. No. no. Yeah. So uh, thank God I didn't have to do that. <laughs> right. um, because, yeah, and, you know, it's it really is, is um, just 
have a, have a couple people on your team that's familiar with the process. And it's really great with WeFunder. You know, they, they hold your hand quite a bit through the process. Yeah. So, um, and then it's what you're, this is big. This one here is really big. It's knowing what you're allowed to say and what you're not allowed to say. Sure. Yep. You know, we're still governed by the SEC um, Securities and Exchange Commission rules and regulations. So you've got to be really, really careful um, that your marketing material is um, aligned with, you know, what, what you're allowed to say. Because, you know, we as marketing people, mm-hmm. oh my goodness, yeah. we just want to, tell and share everything and the lawyers are going no 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 yeah yeah. forward-looking statement (laughs) yeah now uh now if anybody's clicked on any of your your stuff there was interesting stuff with uh uh uh, president jimmy carter was uh all over your your social media what happened there how did that all come to fruition to where i saw isn't that the greatest uh, talking about trees talking about trees well actually um one of the things with world tree that we're doing is we're helping create the lumber market here in north america and it's sort of a field of dreams conversation that we have to work with the farmers you need to grow it and they will come right right but um over the years with me planting the trees um, I needed to be able to now go in and harvest trees, not ones that are part of the program, but ones that I sold trees years ago. Mm-hmm. Or other people have sold them um, empress trees. And so um, we were aware that President Jimmy Carter actually had a, um, a plantation of trees, mm-hmm. and I wanted those trees. <laughs> so it was uh, Angela and um, uh, Roy on our um, farmer team and our investor relations team, they ended up connecting with Jill Stuckey, who is President Carter's longtime friend and associate. And um, Angela got to go see President Carter in church, <laughs> sat beside him, and then um, had a conversation. We'd like to harvest your trees. Wow. So he said he needed to meet me, talk to me. So I flew to Atlanta, got to sit in his home uh, with him and Mrs. Carter and talk about, and he loves this tree. Mm. He's actually made some beautiful um, uh, uh, cabinets and stuff like that that he's auctioned off for the Carter Center for Habitat for Humanity. And inside of us now, by the way, we just harvested his plantation um, (laughs) this past winter, and we're now going to be making a line of presidential guitars. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and now we've actually, we're having a legacy event in honor. A lot of people don't realize that President Carter... um, First of all, it has eradicated um, numerous diseases around the world. Um, Mrs. Carter has um, um, raised a lot of money for uh, battered women shelters. Um, Habitat for Humanity, of course, is what we all really know him the most for as well. But um, he was the first president to actually embrace the uh, musical world. The, and I'll call it this the riffraff of the <laughs> musical world yeah. because people are like, oh, they're all druggies if they play guitars. Right, right. And so he said, no, you are welcomed in my home. And so most of his campaigns were actually concerts. Mm. So now we're, uh, so that like the Garth Brooks, the Willie Nelsons, the Bob Dylans, the, like the, the musical world love and support President Carter because they did him. And so now we're having a legacy event 
um, in the fall in honor of President Carter. We're going to be auctioning off some of our guitars. That's cool. And um, we're going to have a lot of fun, and some people might get invited. <laughs> that's cool. That's awesome. So, um, kind of back to the, the actual wood that's produced once, once you've harvested and stuff. What is that wood typically good for? I mean, is there a type of thing that it's, it's made for, or is it just anything? Well, um, uh, guitars. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you mentioned the guitars, which is exciting. Yeah, and I actually would like to point out um, is that Fender, about seven years ago, tested 33 different lumbers worldwide, and ours was chosen as number one with musicians because it's 40% lighter than other hardwoods. Mm. It's 30% stronger than pine. Wow. So apparently if you're out in the band still jamming, by the end of the night, you're like, oh, my shoulders. So for musical instruments, it's great. Um, it is an exotic hardwood. So we're talking windows and doors and crown molding and musical instruments, um, blinds. Hmm. Anywhere where you would use um, a mahogany or an oak or a maple, let's leave those big old beautiful um, hardwood trees in the forest and use this wood because it has minimal splitting, cracking, warping, rotting, surfboards, stand-up hmm. paddle boards. So many of the young um, um, kids these days, they're, they're getting away from plastics. They don't want to use fiberglass yeah. stand-up paddle boards or surfboards anymore. And because empress wood, when it's dried, it doesn't take on moisture like other hardwoods mm -hmm. do. So it's light, it's buoyancy. They get to carve out what they want, um, add linseed oil to it. And they've got a light board that is just amazing. Yeah, that's cool. That's very cool. So, you know, we, we talked a little bit earlier about social media and the positives, but there's also the negative side uh, a little bit to, <laughs> to what you're working on. And as somebody so who's been behind the scenes, uh, you know, knife fighting with uh, comments uh, <laughs> on behalf of you, um, <laughs> what, how does it, how do you keep your head up with, if there's a lot of negativity coming your way? And I think this is for any project creator out there. We don't have to get specific to just Worldtree, but like it you can be just inundated with garbage um <clears throat> and actually and that's and that actually is what it is mm -hmm. and i'm not sure why there are people out there that just have to spew the negative but just know your stuff mm -hmm. just keep you know like for instance a lot of people don't realize that there are 23 different kinds of polonia right. worldwide right. right and so there's this <laughs> it's it's a it's the negative mindset you know that old saying that bad news travels faster than good yeah yeah it, it's sort of like that it's like yeah. people just stop it yeah i googled um, you yes i googled you all my name it's just like, it, yeah. if a tree grows that fast must be a weed yeah. it's got to be a weed only weeds grow that fast and yeah. now let's chop it down because it's a weed You're right oh my goodness it it grew from the stump so now it's invasive no, it's not. So we just keep posting the same thing over and over again, proving that, you know, the, the tree that we use, even the tomentosa, which is on the invasive species list, one of the things that we, World Tree, have to know, because we ship the tree to countries like to Guatemala, you know, Costa Rica, we have to actually know how to kill it. Right. So... 
If you have a tomentosa in your yard and you do not want it, chop it down. You're going to see a hole right in the middle. All you have to do is pour vinegar down that hole. Vinegar eventually will dis dissipate, but it changes the pH balance of the root. Don't give it like ground up or <laughs> right, right. toxic thing that's going to destroy everything else around it. That's all you need to do. Or call us. Yeah. Say, I heard some really bad news about this tree. Could you educate me? Right. Well, well you know, so that goes back to when you were doing your R&D process. I mean, this is probably a little bit before you know, the onslaught of Facebook as it is right now. The, again, the, the climate was different. The, um, the temperature was different in terms of how, to, how, how we talked about this stuff online. What were you, you know, when you're putting together R&D, did, did any of this stuff cross your mind as to how much you were going to have to like knife fight with people about ridiculous stuff? You know, Absolutely not. And, yeah. and, and you know what? And yes, I was prepared for it because um, having worked in the public sector, and I remember um, working for a, a public company, and it was, um, I think, the Raging Bull message boards, <laughs> you know, and it was just, and it was to, to drive the stock down. Right. You know, it really was. It had, it, it had no bearing on what the company was doing. Right. So, but what I don't understand is that when you're a private company and, um, and you know, it, you, you just have to, you know, suck it up <laughs> and, and just keep, um, keep your head above the negativeness, even, you know, cause even the, um, the negative in the world has its place. Mm -hmm. You know, people don't realize that the, the tomentosa, even though it's considered invasive, it is the one of the trees that will actually bring back a forest quicker, faster, that's been ravaged with fire. Mm. And then because it doesn't play well with others, eventually the forest will, as it grew back, actually the tomentosa will die off. Mm. So that's not bad. Right, right. But people are just, people just um, don't want to take the time to get educated. They'd rather just, and you just go, Next. <laughs> right, right. Next. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's flip over to, let's go back to the positive side of stuff. So where do you see maybe the next year uh, looking like, and maybe even like the next five years? What is, what's the path for growth? What's happening after the campaign ends? What do you guys just see happening for you guys behind the scenes? Outside of the cool rock concert at some point in the fall. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, well, over the next, uh, our goal is over the next, five years to plant 3.5 million trees. Wow. Any particular uh, areas or stuff or, or just? Um, actually in all around the world in zone seven to 11. So we're talking Guatemala, um, Costa Rica, Mexico, Southeastern United States, um, the Northwestern United States, um, Vancouver Island. Um, there's a lot of interest in India, mm -hmm. a, a, a lot of interest in Mexico. Um, that's 34 million metric tons of carbon that we get to draw down, wow. um, you know, from the atmosphere. It's $3 billion worth of revenue of lumber. Um, so that, that's, that's our five year, that's our five year plan. But I will have to say the trajectory that we're on, it's a good possibility that we're going to exceed that. Mm. But one of the things I want to say, our um, 
our campaign is not going to end. Mm. It is a, it's a yearly. Right. So everybody that purchase inside our program, um, that's a one year program. So everybody gets co-op together and then like the, the new co-op of um, trees are going to be launched on April 1st. Mm, right. So you just get yeah, kind of like a school year almost, right? right. Exactly. So it's right. sort of like a school year and the prices are not going to um, stay the same. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, and so that's something to take into consideration. What we, how we manage it, like each year we're getting bigger, we're um, hiring more people, we're getting more farmers, mm -hmm. we're getting, um, you know, so we're, we're just, we're continuing to grow and go and grow. Right, right. And, you know, what, what, I guess, so for you, what is it that you see in your world here as the entrepreneur? Is this something that oh. this is like, I am, this is it from here on out, or I love starting companies? How about for yourself? No. Okay, great. I love the question. <laughs> so, um, first of all, I'd like to add that I'm a firm believer that the quickest way to the top is to take everybody with you. Yeah. So everybody that's listening, I want you to come along. <laughs> and I want to be the next Apple. Wow. That's my goal. That's my dream. So I keep telling everybody I want to be the next green environmental apple. Mm. And um, it's going to take everybody choosing to make a difference for the planet, whether it's $1,000, whether it's $20,000, whatever it is, every day, you know, this is our world. And we've got our children and our grandchildren, and we need to start putting our money where our heart lives. Yeah. Yep. And our heart is with our families and our communities. And we can't just idly sit by and go, well, I walk to work today <laughs> or I recycle or I compost, which by the way, are, are lovely things. They're great, <laughs> but it really genuinely isn't enough. Mm -hmm. We have to draw down carbon as fast as we possibly can. And mother nature gave us a very powerful solution. There's a lot of great solutions out there, by the way. But if you're going to put your money somewhere, choose a company that's going to make a difference for the planet. Nice. And, and how about the types of investors that have been up to this point? I know that it's open for anybody, but are you seeing any sort of patterns? Is there somebody out there that, you know, they have sort of the right makeup, I guess, to be an investor? Maybe that's the wrong way to describe it. But like, what do you see behind the scenes as, as an investor that that would be looking at this as a, as an option. You know what? I, um, we, we have a, a wide range of investors and I like that we've been able to, um, create an investment that the, the, the little person gets to come in and create. Well, we've got a lot of people now that are buying it for their children mm -hmm. and for their grandchildren for gifts. Mm -hmm. But the more people that have been getting involved, it's interesting, the more companies are actually starting to show up now. Mm, interesting, yeah. Yeah, so, um, you know, it's, um, it's like many, many years ago, it was only companies that would own a, a PC or a Mac, mm. and now they're in every single home. Right, yep. Right, so it's available for everybody. Interesting, interesting. Well, if people out there want to invest or want to learn more, uh, how, how, th how should they reach out? What, what's the best way to get in touch and uh, move the conversations forward? Um, go to um, uh, wefunder.com. 
slash world tree. That's um, um, an opportunity an opportunity to do it that way. Um, if you're Canadian, go on the Front Funder um, website. It's the same. Mm-hmm. Um, and, or call the company. Send an email to um, Angela. Um, she's my investment officer, Angela, at worldtree.info. Okay. Awesome. That's okay. good. Um, um, the larger investors, sometimes they, their hand likes to get held a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um but um, especially for some of the family offices and stuff like that. Yeah. But um, yeah, any way that you can connect with us is perfect. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Wendy, I appreciate taking time out of your day. It's a great conversation. I know you had a busy schedule here. You got a couple campaigns uh, closing up here this, this round. And, um, but yeah, I, everybody out there, obviously I'm not being biased cause I'm working on some world tree stuff, but it's a great, great campaigns, great idea. Um, and it's, and it's putting your money into the future of the world here, which I think is just it's what everybody should be thinking about right now. So Wendy, yes. again, I appreciate it. Thanks so much for your time. Thank you so much, Jeff. Okay. Have a Thanks. Good one. Bye-bye. All right. How about that conversation? That was an awesome one. Wendy is a, a an amazing entrepreneur, and I love WorldTree, man. I love what they're doing. I love the business model. I love the concept of it. And I think if you guys go and check it out, you guys uh, will dig it as well. And it's it's... It's an interesting project. There's a lot to take from it. So please make sure you go over to WeFunder now, um, do some do some clicking around, and maybe become an investor um, because it is a worthy, worthy cause. So, all right, the song we listen to is a song called Cowboy. Ooh, you hear that beat going? One of my favorite songs. I love this song. I wrote it a long time ago. Just giving myself some love, right? Giving myself a shout out. All right, everybody. I hope you guys are all having a great weekend. Uh, enjoy that basketball if you're out there watching it. And if not, just have a great weekend, and I'll talk to you all next week.
running and I lie awake all night. My dreams are gone, my life is waiting in pots of dirt. That's my only cleansing blood. Figure out when will the cloud 